All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. With me today is Totoru to my Kyo, the tuxedo mask to my tuxedo ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that to me. I really expected Sailor Moon in there, or at least a soggy. <laughs> Come on. I guess if I was a sailor, I would have to be Sailor Moon. I, I am pretty Usagi, I guess. I oh, guess. yeah. Well, no, that's not true. I'd say you're pretty diligent, so you're probably more like uh, you're you're probably more like Sailor Jupiter, the the sporty but kind of dumb kind. I mean, oh, no. thanks. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, can we? Uh, so it's Trey and Steven. Uh, or it's it's Stephen and his co-host more insecure. How can I, how can we help you guys today? What are you doing over there, Stephen? I am living my best life these days, kind of getting things back in order. Had a wonderful vacation, enjoyed a stupendous time, uh, in relaxing, getting some things done, and enjoying our uh, annual tournament. Uh, I got really close to third place on so many occasions and uh you know I, I just i think i'm slowly working my way towards uh towards a win maybe in the, in the next couple of years but i had a lot of fun a lot of good downtime recovered came back hot as hell just ready to get some shit taken care of so i am actually back in my gears uh watching some anime um thanks to you my friend and uh if uh i watched that uh dragon ball super uh or i guess dragon ball z battle of the gods i don't know how they're labeling it because all i know is it, it finally made me want to watch dragon ball again because it's so goofy and has more personality in the characters and i remember that being something i enjoyed early in dragon ball z mm-hmm. and it's just it's so funny I, like i actually think that battle of the gods i went into it expecting like super serious bad guys um goku just fighting and like just lots and lots of fighting and yelling and it's it's like 60% comedy before they even do anything in the movie. And it's one of my favorite things I've watched in the last like month or so. I I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, you cast it to our TV and it's so fucking funny. Like how long has that been out? It's been out for a long time. Almost not 10 years, but we're getting there. We're getting there upward close to 10 years. I think. I remember, I think I've seen every Dragon Ball movie in theater since Battle of the Gods, because I'm just <laughs> that excited. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I'm behind the curve. Uh, I decided to follow it up after really enjoying that and getting some good downtime. With uh, I, I sat down and watched Resurrection of F, which is also equally goofy to a degree. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. And it, it actually has a certain level of seriousness too. I I really dug the scene where like the, he brings out a thousand soldiers and all the Z fighters that are waiting for Goku and Vegeta have to fight them, including Roshi, which was yeah. really like they didn't bring Chao Tzu, but they brought Roshi. Like I don't know, that, that was kind of wild to me. Gohan's just out there in a tracksuit, just absolutely just not really being very gohan like which makes me sad because i really liked gohan like he had a good ass arc in the cell games and like was like so like poised to be like the inheritor of like the main character place like he was ready to be the big guy 
And then he just kind of took it away from him. And then he made him kind of lame. And he's he's in a fucking tracksuit, man. I think yeah. Frieza one shots him or something like that at one point. Probably. I could yeah. I could see him gut punching him and his eyes rolling and yeah like, being that fast. Yeah, you know, it was crazy though, is they address that in Z as well. Like in the manga. Like Vegeta really? digs at him all the time about how out of shape he got. And how really? uh, yeah, like you you were in better shape in the cell games than you are now. And it's just it was it, they, they <laughs> always dig at Gohan for not being in his prime as much as he was. And I was like, wow, this, this precedent has always been here. I, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll see in Superhero, which we have tickets for. I'm very absolutely. excited for us to go see Superhero. I'm pumped. I requested the day off today. Um, but I also started watching something else. I saw, so this recent season saw the release of something that people and myself included has, have been looking forward to for a very long time. And that was season two of the devil is a monster. Mus- oh, well, that's awkward, but I, I hope they get a season two, frankly, because it's got a long, like a long series. Also, that that brings us to light. I finally got to give Trey his his wonderful birthday gift, which was the steelbook edition of Monster Musume on Blu-ray, which I presented to him in front of all of our friends while wearing an octopus co- costume. <laughs> it was it was an, an incredible scenario that I, you never think in all your life you would be in a situation where, where this would happen. But there I was with Monster Musume gifted from Steven in this octopus outfit. And I, I, you, you can't make that shit up. It was... It was the it was happening, and but there here I am with a gorgeous steel book of Monster Mizume, and uh, in a priceless memory, in a priceless memory, and that, I, I came home and told my wife about it, and I was like, so I have this really awkward gift, um, <laughs> and uh, and I said I don't think I'm gonna get rid of it. I think this is an incredibly sentimental gift, <laughs> even though. <laughs> This is super. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I don't know where I'm going to put this. You're going to have to put it on your shelf at this point. Like you're like, I'm not going to open it unless I'm by myself. Uh, but it's going to go on the shelf. I I actually that's actually a storied history with me. I have a, a couple friends uh, that I had a friend back in the day who would make it a point. They were a family friend, and they would make it a point to give me the most like inappropriate anime related gifts at Christmas in front of my entire family. So I had to answer extremely awkward questions or at least sit awkwardly in my family going like, okay, that was interesting. And then like a couple other friends got in on this. So like, I have, I have like a big, like custom mouse pad that has like some very inappropriate, like, you know, like anime imagery on it. Um, you know, I've gotten I've gotten anime figures where it's like a girl in a bikini, and she's like her her legs are like kind of like two degrees spread out, like they're like she's like got her leg up on one pedestal on the other, and it's like it's like this is very pro- provocative. I don't know what to do with this. Um, I think it's still in this package because I just I never knew what to do with it, but they always it was always in a social environment, so I felt like I had to be a part of the tradition for somebody else. So I just wanted to pass it on to you, buddy. So happy belated birthday. Thanks. Back, back to the most important part. Devil is a part-timer got a season two, which I'm very excited about um, to watch. But I realized something really important. It's been like a decade since I watched that show. So I started watching it, and I forgot how funny 
this series is. This series is absolutely more comedy than it is like reverse isekai. Like, you know, this uh, demon lord from another world uh, comes to Japan to escape and he's going to power up and come back. But they literally show up in Japan in their outfits. They can't use their magic. They get accosted by the police and, you know, they don't speak the language. So they actually have to learn the language and they end up have they end up using what little magic they have left to kind of get this rundown apartment and all this crazy stuff. And he ends up working at like a McDonald's except that he's also terrible with his money. So he like, they got certain appliances and now they have to eat like cucumbers and put honey on it. So it tastes like melon. And it's like the only, they have milk cucumbers and that's it. And his, one of his generals comes with him and is like always berating him about spending money. He doesn't need to spend. And it's just too funny. Like, and of course the hero from that world comes along to kill him. And then hijinks ensue. Cause she's just as bad at being a member of Japanese society as well. And it's it's a lot of fun, and it's it's even in the the parts of the story where they start to have kind of a dramatic shift. They are making jokes the entire time, the, the entire time. They're not taking the battle seriously. There's just jokes flying everywhere, and it's amazing. And I I love it so much. And I'm I'm about halfway through the first season again. I this it, one the animation is fantastic. Two the jokes are high level, and three this should have been like. The second season on should have been re- like animated like a w- long time ago. So I'm super glad to see that finally making its turn here. So very excited about that. But that is that is the extent of my anime. It's been Dragon Ball Super movies, getting prepped for actual watching of Dragon Ball Super and the Tournament of Power, I believe it is. And then Devil is a Part-Timer Season 1, ready to rock Devil is a Part-Timer Season 2. So yeah, that is the extent. What about you? You're, you're full-on converted to manga at this point, aren't you? I have been. I'd, I don't even know what happened. I, my <laughs> wife put, turned on my Crunchyroll account today, and I was like, oh, what's this orange screen? Do I still have this subscription? Are we still paying for this? Am I still paying for that? And uh, we actually, she, she tried to put on the ancient Magus Bride, or Magus Bride, however you say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we tried to watch it, but we got distracted. So we have to we have to try to find some time to start that, because it's one we've both been meaning to watch. It's really um, good. It's it seems really, that, really good. I, I know they just got a movie, too, in the past couple mm-hmm. years. So I am, I'm excited for it overall. Um, what else? But yeah, I've really just been reading. Um, I just finished Dragon Ball Z finished reading that and that was amazing loved reading it i think it was a lot better than watching it um overall it just read a lot better i feel like Mm -hmm. i retained the lore a lot better and it just wasn't all the filler that was the biggest perk was there just wasn't filler it was just straight entertainment um i'm also reading i went back to cat gunsmith cats um i felt like i i could give it another shot and I felt weird for having the entire series and just not finishing it. So mm-hmm. I'm almost halfway through it. I have four omnibuses and I'm almost done with the second omnibus. And I've also picked up another series uh, called I'm the hero, but the demon or the demon Lord is also me. And this series is a trip. I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, I don't even know what to really do with it. It's, raunchy it's funny it's it's like konosuba uncensored oh yeah it's a mess this this guy finds out one day that he is both the hero and the demon lord 
because the princess and the some devil uh, both come to him and they're like, oh, well, you got to come with us. And his dad comes in and he's like, oh, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> and he turns out his dad eloped with the, the demon lord from a long time ago. And his dad was the actual hero of his generation. And they eloped and had his son. And now his son has to deal with this burden of being the new hero and the demon lord. And now everyone's, of course, coming for him so he can take care of the inherent responsibilities he has as the hero and the demon lord. <laughs> and it's it's a mess. I don't even know what to do with it half the time. But it's horny as it's, fuck, isn't it? It is bad. It is down <laughs> bad. It is something. They wrap else. that bad boy in plastic in the physical media section. That's for sure. They, whew, they need to. I believe it. God, but it's funny. It's pretty funny. Like it's it's just very smutty funny. Yeah, yeah, nothing. That, bad. Which is fine. I mean, like we grew up with American Pie and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it's like we're no strangers analog. to sex comedies. Yeah, it's very American Pie y. <laughs> it's um, just goofy as hell. Yeah. Um, I'm still watching The Sopranos for a lot of what I'm doing. It's uh my my favorite American anime. <laughs> and what else? What else? That's really it. I feel like once I'm done with the Sopranos, I can start chugging anime. But I'm just kind of on this main main world kick where this is kind of cleansing me so I can get back into it whole hog at some point. But I'm Absolutely almost done. Yeah. yeah. Like when we talked about this in the burnout episode, uh, you know, the fact is like sometimes you just need to take a break from anime. And I mean, we both kind of just hit it at the same time. I just got back to it a little quicker than you did. Um, so I'm looking forward to exp- exploring more. And I've actually gotten time to play games again, which uh, won't go too far, uh, far into that. But I have been playing Stray. I've enjoyed that. And uh, I'm back on my Xenoblade grind. And last but not least, I'm looking forward to picking up Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered so I can play with the boys. So that's the extent of my gaming stuff. But uh, you got you got anything in the gaming area? Or are you still kind of just so busy you haven't had time to really like dip into that? I I am forcing myself through Final Fantasy 15 bit by bit. And I am almost done so I'm pretty sure there's only 15 chapters. I just finished the second bit of DLC episode Ignis. Mm-hmm. And I can, I don't think there's many more side quests for me to do. So everything is about to start moving really fast for me. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty good at this point. I can, I can start chugging through. So I'm hoping maybe in the next month I can wrap this bad boy up, but we're going to see. Uh, there is two more parts of DLC I have to work on. There's episode prompto, and then there's the what was it? The uh, comrades DLC, but I'm really not sure how much of a part that plays because yeah. in this checklist I'm I'm doing, I'm I'm playing everything in the sequential order in the narrative, and at some point it's going to tell me play comrades for the narrative and it says it's like 20 hours i have to play good lord (laughs) yeah i'm really not sure if i have to play 20 hours of comrades or not that's a a lot man we'll have to see you'll have to let me know because i I never i only played the base game when it first came out so i'm curious to see what you experience all the dlc has been really really flourishing of the story it's really nice it adds it has some pretty good bits to it so far i've really enjoyed it um after that there's like 
the two DLCs. I have to watch a Crunchyroll episode for episode Arden. Mm. Oh, that's right. Three bits of DLC because episode Arden is its own. So Arden Prompto Comrades, the episode Arden Prelude on Crunchyroll. And then I have to get the uh, the book. Oh, my God. There's a Final man. Fantasy 15 book that uh, gives some endings. What? And then I'll be done 15 in all of its entirety. Except you'll also have to play uh, Final Fantasy 14 so you can experience the side quest with the Mikote character and, you know, the other characters from Final Fantasy 15. You can even unlock the uh, the car in Final Fantasy 14 as a mount. That's kind of cool, but I feel like the regalia is not the the best mount you could have had. <laughs> Oops, sorry. My dog is next to me. He's not normally next to me when we record, so I'm not really sure what that's about. Well, I think it's about time we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, my friend. Oh, uh, I'll see you in the kitchen. Hang on. <laughs> Did it sound like I was walking? Somewhat, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, on, I love it. You sound like, like a cartoon character walking up the stairs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Steven, I'm in the kitchen ready to make some meat and potatoes. So what I'm going to do now... I'm going to go ahead and just wash the potatoes. And from here, I'm actually going to work. Is this, does this sound like I'm cooking in the kitchen? <laughs> it's entertaining as hell to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you went full, like, uh, what is it? Uh, like cooking show on good morning America. It's like, all right, now we're going to wash those potatoes and let's prepare the meat at the same time. All right. What we're talking about today is going to be, a revisit of our shoujo episode from early in the the process back when we were country fried otaku um gross i, I know i hate to listen to our intro sometimes Every like it's time it just makes me want to cry because it's like we, we <laughs> both were like really new to it and every time i heard it i was like oh we really uh we really dug in on that uh texas southern thing didn't we mm-hmm. You know, like a, it's almost like Crocker Barrel wanted to have like a anime <laughs> podcast, and it's just it's really gross. It, it really is. It didn't, it didn't help that, like in hindsight, the the uh, the animated country fried steak with the gravy was <laughs> not the best idea. Um, no. But but we stuck to it. We stuck. We did. Well, we didn't. I mean, we changed a year later when it, we did, did the hiatus. But we stuck to it when we were in it. Yeah, this is a this episode's actually uh, like right when uh, coronavirus is just starting, and mm. you know everyone's still like like oh it's not that big a deal, it'd be fine. Like why are they canceling things? Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, what do you mean yeah. stay inside? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think we were just like having fun and didn't even really think much of it. We uh, what was it we co- <laughs> that we were talking about them canceling conventions and we were like cowards. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> didn't age well this is also the episode where during the news you're talking about genshin impact because it hasn't released yet and i was the one that was skeptical i was like huh yeah we'll see like i'm kind of i don't know and you're like i'm excited for it i played honkai impact third all this shit and then when it came out i'm the one that put 300 something hours into it and you're like no that's this ain't it so that was a list of fate it's absolutely and we were also talking shit about the monster hunter movie which was also a thing so although speaking of breath of the wild clones real quick real quick mm-hmm. rabbit hole have you heard of phoenix immortals rising i have heard of it um i you know i've been kind of like on the fence about if i should pick it up or not 
it is a Breath of the Wild clone, just with Greek gods. And I didn't know that's what it was. I thought it was just going to be like an action RPG Mm -hmm. or an action adventure RPG. I was excited for it. Fly around, do some things, shoot some gods, maybe like a safe God of War clone. But Mm -hmm. sure enough, I start moving around and I see the HUD and everything and it's Breath of the Wild. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I do a couple quests. It's Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, I hate this so much. I didn't want this at all. And I may go back to it. I have the gold edition on my Switch. So like, this is the perfect place to play something like this. But I wasn't ready for Breath of the Wild. So I'm not shitting on the game at all. No. But like, I just, I would, I didn't want that experience right then. Yeah, no, it's an Ubisoft title. So they go on sale pretty hardcore. So it's it's not, oh, yeah. it's easy to look at that and go, huh, gold edition for, you know, 1999. 14, yeah. 14.99. Ooh. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a deal, no matter what it is. Yeah, that, the, uh, Mario and Rabbids goes on sale for Gold Edition. And oh yeah, that's a steal, dude. That's an I, amazing game. That game is is so good. I, I I actually picked it up when it was on sale at a Target for like something like nine ninety nine at one point. Damn. And I I grabbed it just on a whim because I'd heard uh, our buddy Jesse from the Chaotic Pubcast just going on and on and on about it. And I finally picked it up and sat down and played it with Melissa and. It is an amazing game. It's very easy to see why it's very popular. It's a, but it's also one of those few like Switch games that actually goes on sale. And yeah. most Switch games don't go on sale. If a sale for a Switch game is forty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine. It's awful. Like, you There's know, it's a big multiplayer sale, and it's like forty one, forty five. And it's like, come on, man, you busted my balls here. What am I supposed to do? How, how am I supposed insane. to buy like, this? I know Nintendo's good, but it ain't that good. Like, it still hurts me internally that I can't get Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, literally a remake, uh, like an only a, a slight remake of the Mystery Dungeon games from like the DS, and I, it's still like sixty bucks. I can't get it for anything less. It's a shame. It is a shame. But actually, this what is the also fuck are we talking about. I don't know. We went down a rabbit hole. That's what we do. We do rabbit holes all the time. Hey, look, but you I, see, you see me over the head. You know what? Disregard, disregard. You just, just bring us back. It's I, I love you tried to do the accent, and you were like, "No, that's so bad. I'm just gonna disregard it." But we had a lot of fun, uh, like talking. About, we did a lot of news in this episode, and we talked a lot about like Pokemon news at the time because you know Sword and Shield was new. Like so weird to look back on how far back that goes, um, yeah, man. And uh, I stole your Pokemon news at one point. I was like, "Aha, I stole it from you!" So that that was a, there's some fun interactions. And uh, but we did talk the news for like a solid thirty minutes before we got to Shojo. So we're not going to repeat that mistake. We're going to get right into Shojo. We started out with the worst ranker.com list there has ever been because we were we were so confident in that list and it's and it's a clearly like you know professionally run environment and the synopses that go along with it and you started so we started with Sailor Moon which was it's still like the classic it's the I'd actually argue it's it's both shojo and shonen at the same time yeah and it is it's still a classic. I, I love Usagi and all the different Sailor Scouts and their kind of unique personalities and and all that. You really think I'm Sailor Jupiter? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're yeah Sailor Jupiter. That's a compliment, man. Sailor Jupiter's the best. Favorite Sailor Sailor Scout. Period. Um, okay. She she's athletic and tall and you know honorable, a little goofy. Um, wears a ponytail just like you. 
Absolutely. I don't know if your face cam's working, but I'm only like four <laughs> of those six things. <laughs> I, I, just, I just love that no one really knows which one of the the, the five I just listed it isn't. Yeah, which, which no one, one's ever seen you. <laughs> which of those are actually Trey? Because really, the Trey everyone here knows, he doesn't describe things he really means. <laughs> he lies. He uses different accents. This is actually is he tall. Uh, Trey yeah. could be a dwarf. This is a. Like we had a lot of fun talking about Sailor Moon, and I think I talked about how the fact that it, she's just like a goober, like the whole time, and uh, she ends up being like the princess of a, like a a future kingdom and all kinds of wild stuff. They actually started re-releasing the manga um, here in the West. Like I saw a copy of it over at Target, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Uh, so they've they started re-releasing the manga here. Uh, they still have all the the original series available. I think all of Crystal is available. Um, the movies are on Netflix. Like it's it's again it, like anime in general is in like the cultural like eyesight right now, and it's big. So Sailor Moon's getting a lot of attention again, and I'm very happy for that, and and it deserves it. There's a lot to enjoy, a lot to unpack in that series. Um, the original series has a lot of like kind of one off episodes that are originals, but were overseen by the original creator, and so there's a lot of fun ones. Like one of my favorite episodes in that original series is. There's a guy who's a crane game master, but it turns out he's he's kind of got, you know, this little bit of mojo that the bad guys are trying to steal. But also Sailor Jupiter is like head over heels for him. Um, and so they just like are like dealing with monsters around an arcade and, and things of that nature. It's really cool. The guy put like whenever he's doing crane games, he turns his hat around backwards. You know, it's very 1990s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, just the cool guy kind of thing to do is to turn your hat around backwards. And somehow you get better absolutely instantly. but uh yeah so like we started out with sailor moon and it's it's still a guaranteed banger if you're gonna get into shoujo i also argue it's a little bit shonen because it has kind of those action scenes and it does push the plot along um so if you're if you're kind of getting into shoujo which is primarily romance and drama for like ladies and and girls um if you want something that's a little bit more dip your toe in sailor moon is the way to go um after that we started getting the worst synopses period uh thank you uh i think excuse me sorry guys not gonna replace that <laughs> no no we need we need the genuine article right here yeah uh we got what was it a description of uh vampire night which was oh yeah it was like on a snowy night uh she's attacked by a vampire and rescued by this this one guy i I can't remember all the names i didn't write them down i'm so sorry guys but then it's 10 years later and she's the daughter of of the headmaster cross school and then that was it that was the end of the synopsis not like what she's doing in the school who she knows in the school what's the basis of the story and we had i remember us guessing like she's gonna meet two good-looking guys and i said they were both gonna be vampires and you said one was going to be a human and one was going to be a vampire. And she had to like kind of decide between the worlds. And uh, I'd, I'd like to tell you guys, I've, I've read the series since then. I've, I've done research to know what's actually happening. And the truth is, I, I don't. I don't actually know what this I have. I've, it's like this huge series. And I should know. I should have read it. I should have like at least, you know, prepared myself and at least have this, you know, synopsis to give you. But I, I didn't like, I guess. I guess I've really dropped off my shoujo game. Um, I feel like shoujo's really just dropped off. Period. It I feel has. Like it's not like the the bangers are here. Like mm-hmm. your your shoujos and your comedies are here. 
Mm-hmm. But really stuff like it's Tonakawa, like like Over the Moon right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's a prominent one I can think of. You have your quintessential quintuplet. But even then, that's not even primarily a, a shoujo. That's more of a harem and a comedy. Yeah, it's like more romantic comedy. I mean, like, honestly, in the old days, uh, Kaguya-sama, if it, take, if it took out the comedy and was just straight romance between all the different characters, mm-hmm. that would be a shoujo. But because it's a romantic comedy, and it's a damn good one, and there's, like, it, it kind of takes it out of the shoujo genre. I think there's a few, like, references to, like, some of the shoujo stuff, like a lot of the, like, you know, bubbles and sakura blossoms, but they actually make fun of it half of the time. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's kind of a weird situation where a lot of the romantic comedies um, aren't really in the wheelhouse of shoujo. They don't even have similar art styles from back in the day as shoujo. You know, the kind of like thinner arms and legs, like tall bodies with like the very beautiful eyes and Ugh. lots of detail on the hair. I hate uh, it. Hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it. looking at, at at true shoujo. I hate looking at it. It disturbs me. <laughs> Because you're rather, like, those arms. <laughs> no, thin arms really disturb me. But like, <laughs> so I, ju- I just looked up a, a quick list of the best shoujo of 2021. Um, and this is just what it, it showed. Um, let's see. We have Tropical Rogue, Pretty Cure. And even then, that's that looks like a magical girl show. It's a magical girl series. It's really pretty. A lot of vibrant colors here. Yeah, I think they actually rebranded. One of the Precure series is Glitter Force and released it on uh, Netflix. Mm. You've told yeah. me that. You've told me that. Yeah. So I was asking about pretty. I think I was asking about this one because I was like, this looks really pretty and vibrant. This looks like a fun watch. Look, the, I'll, I'll be the first to admit Precure is actually pretty entertaining. Like mm. it's it's some good shit. Like I, I think Precure is fun and it's got a lot of color in it. And I like that. And it's kind of it's mostly harmless and just kind of like typical magical girl stuff. There's a little bit of drama, but not quite like some of the drama you find in like the intense shoujo like a, a good example of this is uh back in the day there was a there was a series called hot gimmick and it's basically about this girl who moves into a corporate uh apartment complex and there is and so there's like where you are in the hierarchy of the workplace determines your apartment and so the son of basically the corporate's lead is this guy Ryuji I think his name is Ryuji and he like he and the main girl and like these two other guys in the story used to hang out as kids. And so now they're like teen, like late teens or whatever. And Ryuji's like now this like rich kid, spoiled kid. And he kind of is a little bit abusive towards the girl. And she's like, he's very like, oh, you're my slave now. And and she gets, you know, kind of blackmailed in it. But then there's the nice guy and he's he's there, too. And she's like, oh, I love this nice guy. And then there's like the nerdy kid that just kind of likes everybody. And he's like, I'm just here. Um, and then it turns, and then it turns out like the nice guy that she thinks is going to save him is actually got like some beef with her dad or something. And so he's like attempts to get her gang raped and like videotape it to like torture her dad. And then of course the, the, the fucking abusive, terrible guy that's like been terrible to her the whole time shows up and saves the day. And it's like, Oh wait, do I love this guy? And, but I still care about the person that just did this terrible thing to me. And it's just like, it's all these weird like dramatic soap opera level, like story revelations. And I think, I think the biggest thing I took away, took away from that series. I was like, huh, I'm worried about this main character. Cause she seems to have some weird, like kinks, I guess. 
Um, I think my favorite storyline in that in that one was actually like the shoujo that was pretty most straightforward is like the main character's little sister is kind of like this fashion forward kind of popular girl. She's a little slutty. Um, and the the nerdy kid that just wants to get along with everybody, like he keeps showing up and kind of like helping her. And so she starts kind of falling for him. And like they end up getting together at the end, but it's actually like a more natural kind of progression. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't really care what what the hell you're doing. I, you know, I just I'm around, and it's really it's really sweet and cute. Um, of course, like it's still got that like kind of like tall, lanky character thing going on. But it, it there's some weird, dark, dramatic themes, like some very soap opera stuff. I think I talked to you about domestic girlfriend. Which yeah. uh, we literally refer to in our group chats as the dumpster fire that is domestic girlfriend, because um, it because I remember back when this was happening, it was still pretty straightforward. It got even weirder. Like he housed a, a like a cocaine addict girl for a bit, and there was some girl that it was in his acting troupe, and he decides to become a writer, and he like he goes with one girl and then dumps her, and then uh, because of the teacher student thing, and then like he starts dating the this other girl. Like it's just it's constant soap opera level drama i mean like people end up in hospitals like stabbed there's someone doing a murder plot against one of the girls in the series and he's he's there to save the day but he gets stabbed in the process it's it's all this like soap opera stuff and i think that there's just not a lot of that going around these days i'd actually argue um like what was it uh that series there's a lot more like yuri shoujo that one series you were talking about adachi and yeah um sawamura adachi and shimamura yeah yeah there's a lot of uh yeah that and it's opposite um what the boys love yuri and yaoi Mm -hmm. yeah yep there's quite a bit um there's this one i added to my uh uh to my watch list uh daikachi the world's sexiest man won't stop harassing me (laughs) because <laughs> it looks like it's a pretty funny watch and i'm not sure if they end up falling in love at the end i'm not even sure who the main protagonist is but the rest of this list doesn't look like shoujo just to kind of reiterate your point mm-hmm. um so we have my next life as a villainous all routes lead to doom which mm-hmm. is almost i feel like a shoujo if it wasn't yeah. an isekai as well um then we have the Pretty Boy Detective Club, which I I haven't heard of at all, so I don't know. Uh, me neither. Uh, I know that like I know that uh, like my life as a villainess is basically just a reverse harem series. That too, yeah. Isekai reverse harem. Shoujo, uh, shoujo. <laughs> uh, Natsume's Book of Friends. I feel like yes. you told me about this one. Yes. So this is the one I actually listened to the episode. And I actually said I was going to talk about it more. So you're about to get an earful. I'm oh, sorry. Man. We're here. We are on another episode where Steven talks way too a much. A uh, fucking yeah. lot. Uh, Sit well, down. Thank you, Sit buddy. down, boys. <laughs> get a beer. Get a snack. <laughs> Let's get started. Because I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite manga and anime of all time. And Natsume's Book of Friends does qualify as kind of a shoujo. Just the drama and the romance and stuff like that is very low key. And it's, it's more about uh, like the character development. And it's basically this kid, uh, Natsume is capable of seeing spirits and yokai and things like that. And he, you know, nobody else can see it. So he gets, gets kind of like ostracized and treated like crap. Um, and he, his parents are dead. So he gets shuffled around to different relatives. And finally he ends up getting adopted 
by this kind of like distant relatives, like neighbors or something like that. He's really this really nice older couple who never had kids. So they, you know, adopt him as a teenager and it ends up that he's back in the hometown of his grandmother. Um, I think Reka is her name. And it turns out he's helping them clean out some of her property. And he finds this old notebook that says book of friends. And, you know, he finds out that his grandmother could, uh, it's also a diary to a, to a degree, but his grandmother could see spirits too. And it, and as you go through the story, he like these yokai start attacking him, trying to get the book of friends from him. Cause it turns out that his grandmother had gone around challenging these yokai to games. And whenever a yokai gives up their name, uh, whoever owns the name has power over them. And so what she did was gather this book of all these yokai's names. And so he ends up interacting with yokai's that want their names back. And like some that are trying to actually get, the book of friends from him so they can control all the yokai that she has. And he ends up having to kind of interact with all the, each one is like different stories of the, some yokai have like love stories that they're associated with. So he tries to kind of get them to meet these other, like, uh, like a person, like a, I think in one story, a yokai falls in love with a man and he with her, but he keeps aging and she disappears. And so he never marries and stuff like that. And so she wants to see him one last time before he dies and so uh, Natsume helps this yokai see the man before he, he passes away and everything and like actually shows herself to him. And it's like this very bittersweet and kind of dramatic moment. And then after that, you know, the uh, the yokai basically disappears and, and stuff like that and never to be seen again. There's all these kind of crazy emotional stories. And then he starts meeting other people who can sort of like relate to him and seem to not judge him for who he is and so he gets to grow as a character too he also has a fat cat uh named nyanko sensei which is actually like uh basically an okami yokai and he's like a fat like glutton and he's just keep he's hanging around natsume waiting for him to die so he can take the book of friends of course he ends up being his protector to a certain degree too there's yeah. just so much to it we're, we're talking like i think it has like 30 something volumes in terms of anime it has six seasons there, there's six seasons in a movie, and uh, only like four of them got released uh, here. I've, uh, they're on Crunchyroll, though. So if I could recommend anything, watch Natsumi's Book of Friends, because it is shoujo, and especially if you look at the art style in the original manga, um, it's just not romance-focused shoujo. I think it's more about like the character development and some of the drama, drama of the yokai and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's one of my favorites. Hmm. Now, I know I've seen this. Uh, I know I've seen this guy and this cat around. But mm-hmm. I still don't think I've just given it the time of day. I know it though. Yeah, you should Next, give it the time of day. One day, one day. Once I'm done with the Sopranos. Next up is the Pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon Eternal, the movies series. Um, yeah, they're just fighting the Dead Moon Circus. Wow, that's a cool name, Dead <laughs> Moon Circus. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Opera Girl is the next one from there. Don't know anything about this one. Um, it's a. Pooh, where's a. Opera Girl is predominantly about the friendship between the reserved I and this ambitious Sarasa. Two widely different girls who come together through their love of acting and their drive to achieve their dreams. Um, okay. <laughs> says this is one of uh 2021's most underrated anime but oh okay sure i guess i, mean, I never uh, even heard of it like i was pretty on yeah. oh, my my fingers were on the pulse 
of yeah, anime. I feel, like we, um, I feel like we talked about a lot of anime in 2021, but I did. I've never even saw our fingers. Girl. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Uh, so the final one is Fruits Basket, the final, uh, the, oh, yeah. the real shojo of yeah, the, like of that's the year. that's the real shojo right there. But also the OG shojo, kind of unfair <laughs> to really compare it because this one was, I mean, already done. This one's yeah. already established as a shojo. Um, I pull up another list to, if if we want to go through it, but this one was manga that ended last year, so probably not actually anything animated and mm-hmm. only one of these even look familiar um that i'm looking at so i'll, I'll just kind of run through these real quick see see how you're you feel about them or if you know them mm-hmm. we must never fall in love no <laughs> oh uh we must never fall in love is a must read for fans of forbidden love stories so long as they don't mind an awkward angle of that being between two step siblings. Oh so, yeah. This is one of those forbidden relationship, uh, series that, uh, I mentioned in the original episode. Mm, so citrus, but it doesn't look pretty. Um, those not so sweet boys. So many shojo stories. Oh, wait, what's, the, what's the description? Oh, when someone discovered that she has a job she's not supposed to, she either has to be removed from school and lose her scholarship or convince three different boys with some seriously shady rumors surrounding them to stop being delinquents and attend classes. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> D and Angel. Uh, this is the one that sounded familiar. Okay. Turns that's, out a, it, that's a solid one. As a shoujo? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it had a full anime adaptation in two thousand three. Uh, D and Angel was only just released its last volume last year, January twenty twenty one. Apparently, it had some legal troubles. Um, where is uh, it follows Daisuke Niwa, a student with a strange condition. Whenever he sees his crush, he magically transforms into his alter ego. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Jesus isn't the alter ego. It's Dark Mousy. However, whenever his alter ego sees his crush's twin sister, he turns back into Daisuke. Uh, the story gives us some serious Ranma one half five. Oh, yeah, that's right up your alley. This yeah, is, this is exactly no, this some is, Steven shit. This is actually one hundred percent some Steven shit, and I actually have the original ADV release of Dean Angel's anime. You can't get that shit anymore. Hmm. It is no longer available. It is out of print. But this is a great series. It's actually about Phantom Thieves. And it's uh, about kind of like reincarnation. So like Dark Mousy is actually an alternate personality that's trapped in Daisuke. So when mm-hmm. he sees his crush and turns into dark, it's dark. And, and Daisuke is no longer in control. And his body transforms. And he, so he tries. To, he's still doing this whole Phantom Thief thing. But then he has a he has this rival sort of like uh guy that he friends who ends up being like this teenage police inspector in a sort of like londonish seeming town and whenever he is in a he's he's cursed to have another per, like person which is like this light side angel that his name is crad crad his name is crad and he's a white angel like anti phantom thief do you, do you see how bad that is <laughs> it's what dark backwards 
Yeah, yeah. So and they 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 clash when they're transformed, but then they're like friends in real life with their alternate forms. And there's a lot of like drama with him. And there's the twin sisters. Like one's very girly and stuff like that, but clearly has no interest in Daisuke. And then yeah, the tomboyish other twin sister is there. And there's like this cat and mouse game of being a thief and but also trying to be a normal boy and it's really funny because he has these weird moments where he turns into dark while at school and he tries to like kind of woo the girly twin and mm-hmm. he's like hey that's the girl i'm interested in like why are you trying to woo her and then like he turns back and she's all like oh that dark is so wonderful and he's like but what about me it's kind of goofy at times but it's got that really like bishonin kind of uh art style long long flowing hair very like uh you know visual k kind of a look on all the do they the, have the spindly arms i don't yeah, want to see the long they're not as bad arms. as some others they're not like if you watch the anime no they're they're not too bad yeah but uh the manga definitely has a little bit of that uh that shoujo style going on i guess i guess shoujo's really just been kind of like blended into other genres at this point like i'm looking at some of my uh yeah that's a good way to put that it's actually just taken the back seat as it's been absorbed cuz really okay shoujo is just a an accent at this point yeah it really just i guess it just really kind of puts in a certain level of drama or romance into something like uh, so here's one that i'm a huge fan of this is actually one of the funniest series but also it's definitely a shoujo it's called uh lovely complex i think i don't think i mentioned it in the last episode oh no i know lovely complex how do i know lovely complex i think i've talked about it with you before but it's basically about this really tall girl and this really short guy and they are kind of always like arguing with each other a lot of times they uh they are compared to uh, a sukomi act like you know the straight man and the goofball and they kind of like do these like osaka style comedy things uh, with each other and eventually she falls in love with him and it's like this whole complex about being a tall girl and like he actually is in love with this other girl who's more petite and cute but it turns out that he's not really he actually likes her and it's just a lot of like back and forth couple drama, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really cute. It's really funny. I, I laugh really hard at because especially the because uh, they team up to help each other get the 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 coupling they want, but it turns out they fall in love with each other. It's kind of like uh, a lot of like that nineteen eighties romances and stuff like that from over here. But it's uh it's really funny. I, I the anime anime is really good and kind of covers the story because the story is only like I think like six or seven volumes in the manga form. Um. And the anime is probably the best way to watch it because it's really funny to watch in action. It's got older style animation too, which makes me extremely happy. And it's uh, it's cute. It's cute and fun. I that's that's a good old shoujo. Uh, but then you have things like honestly, it, it really maybe uh, maybe the entire time it's been blended together because I'm looking at some of these and it's like Card Captor S- Sakura is in here and it definitely has that clamp shoujo style, but. It's yeah, magical. It, that's an artistic show, artistically a shojo. That's not, uh, I, I don't know, valuely <laughs> a shojo. Not valuely. I don't know. Yeah. Is there romance in Cardcaptor Sakura? Yes, there is quite Dude, a bit. Isn't she like seven? Well, she. I don't remember. I think she's actually like eleven or something, eleven or twelve or something like that. But it's between like her and Shao, uh, Shaoran or Shaoran. Is that the monkey? No, no, that's that's not. Shaoran <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, the 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 little boy that transfers in and is kind of her rival. Um, gotcha. 
So they at least keep it like now she has a crush on an older dude, but that doesn't really pan out. And she ends up crushing on like a guy her age. So at least it's fairly safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, what else is in here? Oh, uh, there is like some other shoujo that's like still like your name is listed in here, which is also sci-fi. If you ask me, Um, there's also banana fish, which is kind of like a like a mystery detective story, but. It's like oh. boys love at the same time. I was thinking banana cat. I'll say, how the fuck is banana cat? <laughs> a banana cat? Are you talking about uh, banana? Banana, yes, banana. Yeah. Not not banana cat. <laughs> I don't know the drama between black banana and and uh, girl banana is is in the regular banana. That's intense shoujo work there. Like the more times I say that word, the sillier I feel. God, I got like so many. There were so many episodes that I just didn't realize. I just sat down and put it on just to kind of keep going on something. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept looking up and I was like, the shit's still going. <laughs> and like <laughs> the episodes are like three minutes each. But I was like an hour or two in and it was still going. And I was like, wow, they really just wanted more banana. Oh, yeah. No kidding. There, There is some unique choices for shoujo in here like i'm looking at uh saba gebu which is like a uh she's joined she joins uh an airsoft club like it's like girls shooting each other with airsoft guns um Mm. this one's pretty decent kiss him not me it's uh about this girl that yes that one seems really funny i think i have that on my crunchy roll list because i think it's already anime i think and it uh it seems funny where she's the she ships her friends who try to hook up with her. Oh my gosh. Uh there's oh there's the uh the given like my little monster is probably and also is also a good shoujo. That's really a good shoujo. It's about this kind of like girl who has no emotions to a certain degree, ends up kind of partnering up with this like guy who's very possessive and and kind of a little bit of a delinquent in their relationship develops. It's got a little short anime, but the the manga is is definitely more where it's at. It's got that same style, very like uh, feathery hair and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. No, the rest of this list is pieces that don't sound familiar, but the number one sounds really interesting for me. It's Colette needs to die, or sorry, <laughs> did I say that? Or decides to die, and uh, apparently this woman wakes up in the land of the dead and starts taking care of Hades, and uh, yeah, and it it looks good like this image they have looks nice and interesting like it's shoujo style but like modern mm-hmm. and it looks good it's not spindly in like 80s <laughs> 90s shoujo where their arms are four feet look long. all right like let, don't make me give you all of the clamp uh i guess bookography bibliography that's what it is is for books don't please don't i don't <laughs> want that in my life there's so much there's magic night ray earth there's X, which is just tragedy. Oh my god, I can't believe X has like not been re- resurrected from the the annals of history. Mm. Oh, I think th- that's there was the annals. I definitely don't think you pronounce that that way. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree. I just, but no, uh, they had a series called X back in the day, which was very shoujo style art, but it was like a tragedy and. Like girls were head over heels for this series. I'm like I remember early internet days, meaning a lot of like goth and uh, 
like live journal girls that were head over heels for this series. I remember watching and being like, this is just sad, like the whole time. Uh, like there was that period where like Shoujo was all sad. Um, and it, I, I don't miss it. Like Clannad, like these are, albeit they're classics. Like Clannad is a classic kind of like Shoujo series, but it's sad. I, I've never balled so hard at, at a series until I hit Clannad, but then you get things like, uh, Charlotte's pretty good too. Uh, oh, what's the one like Clannad where they they're in the high school, but they're in purgatory. That's Angel Beats. Angel Beats. Yeah, yeah. that one kind of is a little bit goofy at the beginning, and then quickly turns into like Escalate. some of the sad, like escalate. There is. Yeah. Like, oh my god. God, I was not ready rough. to cry. <laughs> yeah, that that one and Goku dolls are both ones that I watched in the hospital while my I was waiting on my son to be born. Those are two very different series. <laughs> very different. I had to watch Goku dolls after I finished Angel Beats. I was like, well, I need something funny. <laughs> yeah. And so I found Goku dolls. That's uh, that's what I do whenever I watch something scary. I'll I'll be like, uh, I need to sleep now, so I need to watch something funny or lighthearted. Cause I don't want to think there's demons crawling up from under my bed, which is like the most ridiculous thing ever. I'm a grown adult. I've been a grown adult for a long time, but I still like, I'll watch spooky ghost story shit. And even like Japanese yokai stories. And I'll be like, all right, where's, uh, where's the, where's the jokes? Where's the jokes? Let's, let's, let's get some, some happiness up in here. At least let's get some magical girl shit that has like, you know, like choreographed dancing. Let's do that. I don't, I feel like Western horror stories are definitely a little bit different than, eastern ones i feel like the eastern ones are hella creepier yeah like the they, grudge they, still haunts me today like ooh. i'm i'm still scared of that bitch and uh <laughs> ring the ring and gets her brother in the ring and like I, I didn't even watch the tape and i'm still scared <laughs> she's gonna call at some point <laughs> oh man good shit so so with that do you, do you feel like you got any other shojos you want to kind of like kick out there like i actually put out some of my favorites and some i missed on the first episode that we got I feel no. like the biggest one I've really read recently was Masamune Kun's Revenge, mm-hmm. with it being kind of comedy shojo harem. Um, and then I I feel like I could classify Flowers of Evil as a shojo coming of age to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think I'd rather prefer Masamune Kun's Revenge. That one was a lot more fun. Uh, it doesn't make you look too hard at yourself. And remember yeah. things, but it uh, I I think it's it's fun broadening the range because I, I didn't want to just read stuff like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, but shojo is definitely something you have to appreciate no matter what. Yeah, it's always going to be there. Apparently, everything has a, a hint of shojo. I agree because there's some there's some out there that are definitely in that style. There is a. I'll drop one last one before the end of the episode. Is uh, there's a series called uh, Barakumon, I think it's, it's uh, Barakamon or uh, something like that. It's basically about this guy that does calligraphy and like he ends up uh, punching a critic at one of his uh, like one of the competitions or showings, and so he he gets basically banished to the countryside to kind of like like reflect and like work on his work and kind of figure out what was going on. And he encounters like uh, this little girl who's just rambunctious trouble. And then starts meeting all the townspeople. And it's about his dramatic changes of attitude and stuff like that. So it's not heavy on the romance, but it's got that same shoujo style. I also feel like um, I think it, I think it's done by the same guy that did uh, like Honey and Clover and Eden of the East. Don't quote me on that. But it was a really good series. It was very heartfelt. You and quoted I, yourself. You just said it. 
I don't think you know how quotes work. Me neither. Hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I just I don't know for sure, but it's uh, but that series was very good, and I think it falls into the uh, the shoujo kind of set. But you're, I think I think the conclusion we really come to is that shoujo's really just bl- been blended into so many genres. Um, I think it's more of a, a style than anything else these days. Yeah. Um, because clearly it's everywhere. It's uh it's now it's like peaches and cream. If you if you didn't blend them, you just have peaches and you have cream. You know? I mean, you could literally say that about anything. You could you could say that about water and dirt. And if you didn't blend them, you'd have you wouldn't have mud. But I was trying to be profound, and you were just raining on my fucking parade, man. <laughs> I'm just saving it before someone else calls you out. <laughs> but you know, what, you, we, we know enough people to do it. It's it's just like peaches and cream, not the hit song from the the band 112. But whatever, you don't know. Is that a real cream? thing? Yeah, you no, know. I don't yeah, know. You, <laughs> it's a. Yeah, you got to listen to that. All okay. Right. Anyway, Stephen, <laughs> that's all I got for Shoujo. <laughs> it's time to put uh, you to bed, buddy. <laughs> it's, t- it's time to go to bed. Um, if you would like to follow us for the rest of our journey as we wrap up uh, the recap of the Country Fried Otaku as the Senpai Kohai podcast, um, you can follow us at Senpai Kohai podcast on or Senko podcast on all social medias. Um, we will be playing these on all usual podcast links. And Stephen, with that, I'll talk to you next time, big fella. All right. Sounds good. Catch you later, man. Peace. Yes, sir. Night.